and welcome to another edition of the Forkstown Podcast, your one-stop shop for anything and everything surrounding the Seattle Mariners baseball team. My name is Rick Clark, and with me, as always, Lost Superfan, this is Lost the TV show, folks, Lost Superfan, Bo Chisholm. Bo, how's it going tonight? Going good. Is there an, is there another type of lost you were referring to, or is there? I, I feel like I wanted to make like sure the audience one. knew what what you know lost we were talking about. I mean, I don't know if there's another gotcha. lost, but but you know, someone's gonna go lost. What what the heck is that? You know, so <clears> I wanted to clarify. You know, it's the show with Matthew Fox, and I thought it was very terrible after the first season, but you know, you got you got the Blu-ray set to it. You loved it. Yes. Well, luckily, a lot of people really liked it. So you were the minority there. But uh, yes, four, eight, 15, 16, 23, 42. So that's what that's what I was a super fan. I guess you could still call me a super fan. Sure. Why not? Um, So thank you for that. Appreciate it. I I guess nowadays it's probably AEW Dynamite. And uh, I don't know. The Office still. You probably are a big Office, you know, fan still, even though it's ended. The Office, Game of Thrones, yeah, the whole, Game of Thrones the whole works Game there. Thrones. Yep, yep. Forgot about that one, you know. Mm-hmm. For me, Breaking Bad. So, <laughs> before we get into today's show, I just want to thank everyone for taking time to listen to our podcast. For all our returning listeners, welcome back. For all our first-time listeners, hey, thank you for choosing the Forks Down podcast. Hopefully, you join us every week where we talk a little bit of Mariners baseball or. You know, in last week's case, a little crack in hockey. You know, that was that was something that uh, we just wanted to try. So, um, you know, but if you haven't already, go hit like and uh, subscribe on our social media pages. We got Facebook, we got Instagram, and uh, you know, as I teased a couple weeks ago, we got something a little bit bigger in the works. So, uh, you know, soon you'll be able to follow us a little bit better. Um, all you have to do is search Forks Down Podcast. You can also hit like or subscribe on our pod, on your podcast listening app uh, to get notified about new episodes dropping. We usually drop them on Mondays, or excuse me, that's when we shoot. We usually drop them on Tuesdays around 4, so, you know, but you, you will know that as uh, you should get notified when we drop one. So, anyways, after a little drivel there, um, it's been a, it's been a weird week around baseball, um. We've got a few Mariners notes, but um, well, nothing happening around the MLB besides a couple things with the Mariners. Yeah, it's been pretty quiet on the old MLB front. Um, you know, teams are kind of just kind of ticking the boxes, I would say, kind of getting ready for spring training, um, <clears throat> which I mean, it's uh, everything kind of happened in December, but I feel like it's uh, it's kind of nice. I th- I'm thinking about all the craziness that was last year after the lockout ended. Um, So it's kind of nice to have a little relaxation period before the season starts, which I think we are, uh, we're a couple days out of pitches and catchers reporting and 20 days until spring training games. So it's, um, let's get into, get into an exciting time, but uh, yeah, no real MLB notes to to note anywhere in the going on. I I remember last year, you, you know, about this time I had, was coming over to your house for an event. And uh, I remember talking about this and you were like, I don't even know if baseball is going to go on this year, you know, and then kind of it all happened at once. The lockout ended and then 
um, kind of the tires fell off for a lot of teams trying to get people signed and get people ready for uh, a spring training. And uh, then they start a little bit later last season. I don't think they started on time. No, everything was a week delayed. Uh, well, I mm. mean, the season was a week delayed. Um, spring training was condensed. Um, you know, I think it was uh, trying to think. I think we only had the month of March, maybe a little less than the month of March. I don't exactly remember the timeline of when the, the, the lockout got done and over with. But yeah, we, we missed a couple weeks of spring training, so it was a little condensed. So, and this year is still going to be a little odd because there's going to be a number of guys that are playing the WBC. So, mm-hmm. um, but for the most part, it'll be spring training for, you know, whatever, 99% of your team basically. But um, yeah, there will be a couple of guys that we have that, uh, you know, end up don't, uh, don't make it to the, I mean, they'll make the, they'll make the start of spring training, but the end of spring training, they'll, you know, kind of be out doing the WBC thing. So we'll have a list of that and, you know, a deeper dive in the, on the WBC, I think in the future, future episode. So, yeah. yep. Yep. Well, like I said, the Mariners had a couple things going on. Um, I think the big news that, uh, that came out of this last week was, uh, Dylan Moore reaching a three year extension and avoiding arbitration. And, um, if I correct me, if I'm wrong, it was what three years, $8 million contract. Yeah, it was it was three million, um, just under just under nine million dollars. But um, there's like there's like uh, there's escalators and there's other things involved with the deal, like that could push it beyond nine million dollars. I'm you know it could be based upon like plate appearances or games played or something like that. So uh, he has a little bit of an incentive to to earn more there. But um, <clears throat> yeah, this is our loan extension. I think this off season and. Um, Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, you know, I don't, uh, I think this is a low risk move, right? This is not a, I mean, we were going to use the, we bought out two years of his arbitration and one year of his free agency. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, we wanted to keep him around for a couple of years anyway. So, um, this is a, this is a nice way to do it. So, um, again, we'll see how he, how, see how he acts as like a platoon partner to Colton Wong this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, we have, uh, we certainly have a little bit of a good backup if, you know, something goes wrong with second base this next year. And then if we have trouble finding a second baseman in the off season, um, it's nice to know Dylan Moore will be there. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, I really like the, the extension and trying to keep some of this team together. <clears throat> yeah. I, I absolutely love the deal. Um, I think if you look into a little bit more of the advanced, statistics for Dylan Moore. You don't necessarily look at his batting average, stuff like that to, to think, Oh, he's a good player. Like his advanced statistics were really, really well. Um, and so, uh, I thought it was a, a great move for them. Um, just because like you said, they bought out the arbitration years. They don't have to worry about that anymore. And they even got his first, um, free agent, free agency year. But you know, um, for the amount of money, I hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. And um, you know, we've got our super utility man locked up now for for three years. You know, so if Haggerty was kind of a a one hit wonder, then you know we got Dylan Moore that can fill in basically anywhere on the diamond. So I liked the move. I liked it a lot. Yeah, and you know, I mean, on that note, um, you know, his fan graphs war last year was um, 
one. He had a 2.1 right around two. Um, you know, two is like a, I'd say like an average number, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, kind of a weird statement, but average is good, right? Um, to have a average ball player, especially at the utility role, is um, very solid. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how uh, you'll see how he plays this year. But uh, I like the move, and it's nice to know that well, he'll be there for a couple of years. So, yep. Um, yep. Let me kind of roll down here. Um, I think the other thing that. Um, for me anyways happened this last couple of days was the Mariners claimed um Taylor Sacedo. I think that's how you say it. Sacedo um, Sacedo Sacedo right. from the Mets. Yeah. Um yeah, Jerry's just kind of kind of a kind of a broken record for Jerry this offseason just trying to collect as many relief pitcher arms as he as he as possible this <laughs> offseason. Um yeah. but uh Taylor Sacedo, um sinkerball pitcher, um sinker ball uh you know he's a, he only has a couple he only has a couple pitches tracked in his baseball savant page but you know sinker ball pitcher slider ball pitcher um can throw in a curveball and a change as well um you know very his um you know his baseball savant page from the very minimal data points we have is relatively decent on his on his spin on his pitches but um mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah i think it's uh I think it just kind of adds to the whole mix of, um, you know, trying to pull up all the different relievers that the Mariners have <laughs> looked have added this off season, but like JP, but JP Bukakis, which that's another note that we have is that, um, you know, the Mariners DFA'd him to kind of get Taylor Saucedo, but I mean, JP Bukakis, Gabe Spire, Chris Clark, Taylor Saucedo, um, you can tack on Easton McGee and Gabe Spire. And, uh, there's a whole slew of just guys that Jerry has brought in. Um, I think you said Gabe Spire twice, so obviously he's really on your mind. <clears throat> Gabe Spire, I mean, y- yeah, you get where I'm, <laughs> you get where I'm coming from here. But like, is is Sacedo? Is that is a tongue twister? There is Sacedo a lefty by chance? Like, did we sign a lefty? I don't even know. Yes, yes, yes. So Sacedo is a lefty. So. Oh, shocking! We've got a lefty in the pen now. Yeah, I don't know if so. I don't even know if I would pencil Sacedo in for the rotation at this point um he's probably one that gets uh he's probably one that gets an earlier look than maybe some of the other ones that we've brought up but um yeah I mean roster resource you can take it or leave it but like roster resource doesn't have him penciled in yet very well might could he very well could join that bullpen at some point but Mm -hmm. um yeah, he is a lefty, so I forgot to call that out. Lefty ball pit, lefty hit, um, southpaw there. So um, that could be the guy you're looking for. Yep. Maybe, maybe. You know, not Andrew Chafin, who's still on the market, but Sacedo will uh, you know, be our lefty, go-to lefty this season. Maybe we can go sign Barucki again. Is he still is he still on the market? Um, I don't know. That's a good question about Barucki. Yeah, that's a good question. But, I'm not sure. You know, I like Barucki just because of his name great name so. 80 great 80 great well maybe like a we'll give it like a 2080 scale like a 55 60 grade name brookie I like that. we'll go 60 we'll go 60 oh wow okay. that's that's good that's good to was that good to great 70 would be great and then you know 80 would be superstar is that how that yeah 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 okay. 60s like 60 i would say is like a all-star all-star-ish yeah. level maybe a little under an all-star level but just to under That's anyways fair. yep um 
besides Sacedo, we also re-signed Taylor Williams, um, who had a brief cup of coffee here in a Mariners uniform, and now he's back. And uh, I don't know. We'll see if he can make the pin. Like, <laughs> you're not joking. Jerry's just, uh, you know, collecting all these pictures. He's going to throw all of them at the wall and see which ones stick, I feel like. Yeah, I, that's. I feel like that's exactly what's going to happen. He's just got a bunch of like, they're not. I wouldn't call them journeymen, but like a bunch of relievers in their mid to late twenties, early thirties, and they're just gonna, yeah, see who fizzles out in Tacoma, see who has a bunch of, uh, yeah, see who can make the jump there in spring training, maybe, and then, yeah, I, I honestly feel like he's kind of treating these guys as like lottery tickets and just trying to find another Paul Seawald, right? Where they just claimed one and ended up being like an awesome closer. So, I mean, credit to him, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a chance that none of these guys work as well. So we'll see. Can we get the Toy Story meme out where uh, Jerry's Andy and he's telling <laughs> he's telling JB Bukakis, I don't want to play with you anymore. And he's dropping him. He's got Sacito in his hand. Maybe, maybe that would work. But um, the other two notes we have here, um, one, the Mariners won arbitration against Diego Castillo. What can you tell me about that? Um, you know, I think this is just the, some kind of main functions, just arbitration. Um, I don't think really there was much kind of out of this other than, um, you know, an arbitration case, kind of all the different data points are kind of brought to the table and the arbitrator kind of looks at, um, you know, what the team comes in at and what the player comes in at or the table players representation representation comes in at. Um, but then, then the team files a rate and the player files a rate. Um, and in this case, the, you know, the arbitrator decided to go with the Mariners. So he gets $2.95 million instead of, um, his requested three point, uh, I think it was $3.2 million. Um, so, you know, the arbitrator kind of the arbitrator has like a lot of different data points that they're working with and they kind of arrive at a, you know, a certain number. Some of it might be war based. Some of it might just be, you know, how long the players also been, you know, playing and positions. So in this particular case, the arbitrator decided to uh, to align with the Mariners on um, the figure that they had. So, again, well, not not too big, of a, not too big of an issue. It was two point nine two point nine five million. So okay. just under okay. three million. Yep. And, and what did he want? Do you know what he wanted? Uh, he, he wanted three. He for? wanted three. He wanted three point two. Three point. Yeah, okay. Three point two. So that makes sense. And then uh, the other note we have here, um, Kyle Tyler agrees to a minor league deal. Uh, I didn't even know this was a person, Bill. So, what what do you got on him? Well, you're not going to believe this, but he is a uh, he is a uh, reliever, and oh. um, he oh. is a reliever. Um, is no. he a lefty? Is he a lefty? He is a righty. Oh, he's a righty. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he moved he's moved around a couple different times. I think he came up with the Angels. Um, and in twenty twenty two, he bounced back and forth with the the Padres and the Giants. Um, uh, looks like he had he had a couple of tea, a couple of innings pitching with the Padres this last season. But um, yeah, can't tell you too much about him. Um fastball changeup pitcher but uh we'll see if he uh we'll see if he wins the lottery this bullpen lottery that jerry depoto is putting together for lining up for uh this spring training so we'll see i'm, I'm calling it now kyle tyler is gonna be the next paul seawald 
Now I mean, that very I said well could that, be. well, now that I said that, he's gonna get cut in like two days because we claimed someone else. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that's exactly what happened to JP Bukakis. It's like, well, we got got Tyler Sacedo. See you later, JP, JB, and then uh, we're gonna. I don't know. Well, he's still got a chance. He's still gonna be. He's probably gonna be in Tacoma, so he's probably bouncing somebody else, and then it'll just be a whole. Uh, I don't know whole circus there of just a just a rounding circus of relievers so anyways i feel like one of these guys is probably gonna stick though i feel like i don't know who it's gonna be but i i got a chance that i I think there's a good chance that at least one of these guys turns out to be like a solid bullpen arm in 2023 at least maybe one so who knows well i'm calling it now kyle tyler you're my boy let's get it let's get on the team so (laughs) Buy buy uh, that Kyle Tyler jersey now. Buy it now, before before it's uh, a thing. I will. I will. Well, that's Mariners reliever notes this week. Um, <laughs> um, so the thing we wanted to do this week is uh, we wanted to talk about the schedule. You know, the schedule's been out for a few weeks now, and uh, it is gonna be an interesting one to say the least. Um. They did something new. We're playing a lot more NL teams this year. Um, quote, unquote, it's a more balanced schedule. Um, but, um, yeah, Bo, it is we, – we took a look at the schedule in it. I don't like the back half of it. In the front half, we see, what, five different NL teams? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh... – it's just a, it's a little different this year because um, the because uh, we're because it's the because out of the um, out of the lockout they agreed to like play all the teams more evenly, play all the NL teams, and um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm trying to see. I think we I know out of the gate to answer your question, we play the Cubs, Rockies, the Brewers, and the Cardinals, and the Phillies like back yeah. to back to back. Like we play five. We play five teams in the NL by the end of April, which is kind of just, it feels odd, right? It feels weird. And like, I think that's the thing where I'm like, I I don't hate this because like the, there's a couple fun teams here. Like the Brewers will be a fun team. Um, uh, And it's actually at T-Mobile. So it'd be interesting to see if uh, old Jesse Winker is uh, playing at the time. But um, Mm -hmm. like uh, the Rockies are a little bit of a dumpster fire, but you know somewhat of a fun team um and then obviously the phillies right um and all champions know, made, it to, made, it to, made it to the made it to the world series last year so there's some fun games on there i feel like more as a overall general baseball fan these are kind of interesting but i just don't know i think from maybe uh i'll be interested to see like what do you think the turnout for like in the middle there so i guess let's to, to to pin it right we start to play the cubs on april 10th three game series mm-hmm. in chicago and then we start and then we start back to back to back against the rockies brewers and the cardinals um so three three game series against those teams starting in the middle of april to the end of april like how do you think those games are going to sell i guess that's my question because these are kind of i think that's kind of what i'm wondering about is like how these I mean, that's from like a different perspective, but I'm just like, it just seems a little odd to me, I guess. And maybe that's the way it should be, but um, I don't know. It just feels weird to me, I guess, just to play that many NL teams kind of, especially out of the gate. 
I I really think that cards series is going to sell pretty well. Um, I mean, if you look at the cards roster, you've got Goldschmidt coming to town. You got Nolan Arenado coming to town. You know, they're they're um, one of the perennial NL like powerhouses. You know, so I think that that one's going to sell well. Uh, Brewers and Rockies, I I definitely think you're going to find some open tickets. Um, I know less and less Brewers fans and Rockies fans than I do uh, Cards fans. Um, but, you know, going back, like you said, the first half is just weird. I mean, we open up against Cleveland and Los Angeles you know, Angels, and then we go to Cleveland and, and Chicago. So, like, I don't know. I just... I'm glad we get to see the Angels this early in the season. You know, um, you know, if you're going by potentially, you know, they're I, I figure they're gonna go at least a six man um rotation. We could be seeing um you know, Shohei Otani during that series pitching. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a it's a weird thing to look at. Um, you know, because right after the Phillies we got Toronto and then we kind of start getting into a little more of the teams in our division. So Oakland, Houston, Texas after that. And then uh, we, we travel to Detroit, Boston, and Atlanta. That's going to be a fun series. I thought the Atlanta series last year when we played the Braves at home was probably our best series. You know, it mm-hmm. at least had probably the best game, um, you know, for the Mariners last season. But um, yeah, I I do like that that Brave series. Yeah, I mean the Brave series last year was like top top moment of the season. You know, one of the top moments mm-hmm. of the season, absolutely. So, um, and I think just a little recap. Um, <clears throat> you know the way that the way that the schedules used to work is like you would alternate um, which uh, like division you would play every year. Mm-hmm. So like the Mariners last year, they played um, the NL East. And there is the one exception is that um, they uh, they do play the Padres every year. That's the one exception, right? Um, that's their that's their quote unquote NL rival. Right. So like I am fun, I'm excited for those series because, yes, that's a team that we play. We played every year since 2017, I believe so. Like last mm-hmm. year, we played um, the NL East. The year before that, we played. Um, let me see the NL West, and then you know you can think of that the NL. You know, going after that, the NL Central. So um, I like the idea of the balanced schedule because um, you know if we got to play the NL Central this year, or more the, the way correction, if we got to play the NL West this year rather than the NL Central, that kind of puts us at a disadvantage just because. Um, the NL West is a little bit of a bloodbath or, and the NL Central is a little bit of a, let's just say not so. Um, so I do like a it in that. A little bit of a sp- cupcake. A little bit of a cupcake. So yeah. um, I do like it in that sense. Um, but I just wonder how many of these games, I wonder how many of these games, like the like the fan base, like the fan base can be reinvigorated this year anyways, but I think there might just be some series that I just don't know if there's going to be a lot of interest in because we just haven't, you know, played a lot of these teams before. So Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we, got, we the, I think the one good. series looking forward. I think the one series is going to be kind of a, you know, get your tickets while they're cheap, um, because they're going to remain cheap. Is 
We got Pittsburgh coming to down to town. What is that? Friday, May 26th. Um, you know, like that's going to be one that there's not going to be a lot of fans at, you know, that's, that's the only series that I see kind of being the, you know, not so full. You want to go catch a Mariners game on the cheap, go to, you know, the game 26th, 27th or 28th. So. Well, it's funny you highlighted that. Cause like we've, we've talked about, about the pirates before, but like, uh, I kind of think that pirates team is going to be a little fun this year in terms of, oh. O'Neill Cruz, Rosani Contreras, Andy Rodriguez is going to get a call up at some point. Cabride Hayes, like that's going to be a it's going to be a fun little team to watch. So I actually have that penciled as like what I want, definitely want to go to because I think it's just going to be a, I think that Pirates team is going to be fun. Um, mm. Having that said, um, I, I I also highlighted this Mariners this Mariners series and the series before it when they're playing the Athletics is like we play the Athletics for four. We play the Pirates for three with the Braves are right before that, the series that you mentioned. So in Atlanta, like this yeah. series between the the A's and the Pirates, that seven games, like we need to win five out of those seven games. Like that's just at least because mm-hmm. I'm just looking at you look at the athletics and the Pirates. That's the, the end of May. And then really kind of starting off right around Memorial Day, we have the Yankees, the Rangers, the Padres and the Angels. Um, so we put, we do start off with the Yankees <clears throat> in NT mobile NT mobile. So that's nice, but, um, it's going to be a rough stretch of games for, for 11 of them there. Um, and it really doesn't get much easier after, I mean, we'll have the Marlins and the white Sox right after that, but then we're back in New York again, playing the Yankees. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the beginning of, there's a couple, there's a couple of like, there's a couple places that I've highlighted where I'll get your thoughts on to see if this is going to be like make or break us. But like, and we'll talk about, we'll definitely, we'll spend a lot of time talking about the end of the season, but mm-hmm. this beginning of June stretch where we play, like we said, the Yankees, the Rangers, the Padres, the angels, and then we play the Marlins, the white Sox, and then the Yankees and then the Orioles after that. I feel like the month of June is going to really kind of define who the team is. I feel like that's going to be the stretch that we're really going to find, you know, how good this Mariner team is from my perspective anyways. Yep. Yep. I think that's going to be our first real test of the season. I mean, I'm not taking away any, any of the teams that we faced before that, you know, we got Phillies, the NL champions before, you know, in April, we got at the start of May, we've got the Astros, the world series champions, you know, we got, um, Atlanta before, you know, we go into Oakland or we play Oakland at T-Mobile. Um, so like, I feel like this, this first like Yankees on, we're going to get a feel of, is this team in it or not? You know, um, you're, you're absolutely correct. We need to win probably at least five of those seven games between Oakland and Pittsburgh. And then, you know, we gotta, we gotta be on roll because, the Yankees are going to be the Yankees, but then, you know, Texas is coming in highly uh, improved, you know, um, who knows if DeGrom will be there. You know, we can make jokes about that all we want just because, you know, DeGrom seems to get hurt all the time, especially around uh, the end of April, start of May. So who knows if he'll be there, but, um, uh, and then we go into San Diego, who um, I don't know, maybe one of these days we'll do a, uh, a you know playoff pick where we you know pick which teams we think are going to the world series from the al and the nl 
I really think the Padres have a shot to be in the World Series this year. You know, they got Juan Soto, they got Tatis coming back, they got a pretty, pretty good pitching staff. So, um, you know, that's going to be a big series. And then playing Oakland, or excuse me, uh, the Angels right after that in Los Angeles, in Anaheim, like that's going to be a big series before we come home and play Miami. Like, I, uh, I really feel like we're going to play some really good games against LA this season. You know, they, they are much improved. I, I don't, I don't see them being as bad as they were last year. That's, that's the problem. I went in last year thinking we could beat the angels every time we saw them this year. I'm not so sure. Yeah. The angels, I'm trying to think, I I think we had a losing record to the angels last year, if I remember correctly, but like to your point, to your point, I never thought that I kind of feel, you kind of feel that way a little bit against the Astros, especially when they're playing in Houston. But yeah, I never really felt that way against, um, against the angels last year. And I think, I think we're going to take some positive steps forward to the angels. The angels are going to have, um, I mean, the elephant in the room with the angels is going to be Shohei Otani and, um, they're going to have to really decide. Um, I, I think they're going to have to decide soon what they're going to want to do with him in terms of like, um, do we want to trade him as soon as possible to get as much value out of him? Because his value is just going to like, he could, like his value could drop a single prospect over like three weeks. Right. So like, they're going to really have oh, to yeah. decide what they want to do with him. But, um, Anyways, I think kind of bringing it back to the schedule, um, those Angel series are important, like you highlighted, uh, that stretch mm-hmm. in June, um, and then we uh, <clears throat> and then we do have the Nationals after that. We do have the Nationals after that little break, and honestly, mm-hmm. that should be that should be a sweep. That should we should we should take full advantage of that sweep because then we're back at it against the Rays and then the Astros after that. So. Um, it's going to be, uh, yeah, the month of June, um, and a little bit of July going into that, I guess the beginning of July is going to be a, going to be a tough time. Um, I think on the, I was looking at, we were playing around this beforehand, um, with the, the, the cool, there's a little, the cool little visualization on MLB Savant, I mean, it's baseball Savant, what has the, the travel schedule and it has it all broken out and, um, in 2023, anyways, uh, the Mariners are going to be one of the. It's, uh, I think you said since 2017, we were, we were the most well traveled team in baseball. I think maybe in 2017 mm-hmm. we weren't there. Is that right? Uh, outside of I think it was 2017, we were either one or two every season. Uh, 2020 was kind of, kind of weird. Actually, I think I'm not counting 2020 because I think 2020 was, you know, when we had the pandemic and so we didn't travel as much. Mm. Um, you know, we, we played some home games in some weird stadiums, but, uh, yeah, yeah, we've been first or second, like every year, just because of where Seattle sits, you know? And I think the years that we don't, that we're second, I think it's because like the team above us. So like, for example, I think it was 2018. I think the A's were above us. It was either 18 or 19. And I think you know, what we concluded is they just had one more trip to the East coast, you know, whereas we played, you know, the, the Mets and Phillies at home, they had to go there, you know, type of deal. So we're usually one of the most well-traveled teams in the league just because of, of where Seattle sits. Yep. Gotcha. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of look at the teams that travel and the ones that don't travel too much, and it's hard for me to make like a direct, you know, correlation between like travel and, um, you know, how well the team does. I guess that's a little hard for me to like definitive, definitively say that, but um, I mean, the Mariners are kind of used to this though. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, just still 50,000 miles is a, is a long ways to go. So um, just wild to me. Um, but, uh, anyways, um, and then we've covered, we've covered the first half of the season, you know, pretty, pretty well here. You know, we got down to Pittsburgh, you know, we're coming back before the all-star break. We have Houston, the giants, the Rays, stuff like that. Um, I gotta tell you though, you know, the second half of the season, I'm not liking it, especially those final three series of the year. Like, I mean, we've got. Uh, let's see. One, two. We've only got three NL teams in the second half of the year compared to whatever five or six from the first half. But I do not like how our schedule sits going into September. I really don't. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's straight up not gonna be a fun time. Um. I mean, starting in September, you immediately begin with the Mets in uh, at City Field, mm-hmm. um, which I'm bitter about that because we played the Mets last year at City Field. I know they switched up the scheduling, but ugh, I don't like that. <laughs> I wish they were coming to T-Mobile, but anyways. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but you know, you begin off with the Mets, and then. You have a little bit of a cool down with the Reds right after that. Um, again, I, you're kind of you're kind of penciling them in as like this needs to be this needs to be a sweep. Like you're looking at you're looking at the rest of the season, which we'll get into. But like, um, yeah, that that Labor Day, right around Labor Day, I guess, um, series against the Reds is, um, yeah, that you've got to be you've got to be hoping for a sweep against the Reds there because it's. Um, it's going to be tough to find wins. I think the rest of the season against the rest of the teams. I didn't, I didn't know that Cincinnati went back to being called the Cincinnati Reds. I thought they were uh, the Cincinnati Mariners East team. <laughs> uh, could be this year. It could be this year even more. Yeah. We'll see. That'll be, that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, you got Cincy coming or we, we go to Cincy. We go to, to Tampa Bay. And then we come home and play the Angels, the Dodgers, which playing the Dodgers this late in the season kind of kind of sucks, <laughs> you know. Um, and we go to Oakland, Texas. This is this is what ruins it for me. We go to Texas, the second to last um, series of the season. We got three in Texas. We come home. We play three against Houston, and then four against Texas to close out the season. That is. Oh, like I kind of hope Texas is not in the race at that point, you know, but they very well could be for, you know, how improved they are. Like everyone in the AL improved or in the AL West improved. So like they could very well be in the, the middle of the hunt that that last series could be a win and in situation for the Mariners. Yeah. Um, I think the, I think the saving part of that is um, it will be in T-Mobile. So mm-hmm. against the Astros and the Rangers. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, some of this is going to depend on just how the the season plays out for the Rangers um, and even the Angels, and then we're also going to play. But um, it's just uh, it's just a really rough stretch to go through, and then. Yeah, I I think it's um, it could very well could be coming down to a couple just a couple games to kind of make or break this. Um, that's why I think like you got to just bank on some of these. You got to bank on. I'm I'm looking at in the middle of September right now. We have the Athletics. Um, we're playing them in Oakland, but um, you know that's got to be a sweep in my mind too, right? Like mm-hmm. just looking at that that series in the middle of September is crucial to like what we're going to face coming up for the rest of the season um and then you know you can look at look at the series between sandwich between that red series and the athletics is the rays the angels and the dodgers um mm-hmm. uh i think that's what is that 10 games there um mm-hmm. so crucial to crucial to kind of win the games that you're going to get to this year which i don't know i was thinking about this like do you think that um, you know, we're going to be playing the Reds, the Brewers. Like I know that we're going through the schedule. It looks a little tough, especially toward the end of the season, but playing the Reds, the Brewers, the Nationals, some of these NL teams that might be on the lower end. Do you think the Mariners benefit from that? I mean, obvi- maybe the obvious answer is yes, but um, I'm just wondering how we feel about playing some of those lower end teams and, you know, if we can take advantage of some of the games that we play against them. I think... I think we have a couple of benefits by how the schedule is made this season. You know, we, we definitely do play some of the lower end teams, the Reds, you know, the Oakland obviously is in our division. Yeah. So the, you know, that certainly benefits us, you know, those should in our minds be sweeps, you know, anything can happen during baseball season, but um, those should be sweeps for us. Um, I think the other benefit we have is we're not seeing I, I look at it as, as a benefit. Maybe you can argue the other viewpoint. Um, we don't see everyone in our division as much. You know, we, we we went from, what, 13 games last year. Aren't we down to, like, 9 or 10 this season? So we were at, I think it was 19 last year. Or and 19. Now, and so, now we're down to 13. Yeah, know. okay, yeah. So we're at, we were at 19 last year. We're at 13 this year. We're not seeing our division as much. And that helps us because our division is much improved as much as I want to see Oakland 40 times a year. You know, I don't want to see Los Angeles angels or, or Texas 40 times, or certainly not Houston 40 times, you know, so not seeing the teams that have improved in our division is nice. Um, And, and obviously those, some of those games got filled in with games like Cincinnati, the, the Pittsburgh pirates, stuff like that. Um, but we've also got some tough NL teams coming in and we're playing like that Mets, that Mets series at the start of September, that's going to be a tough one. You know, I know they collapsed last year in September, but you know, they, uh, they could be the team that wins it all. So, you know, it's also a good thing that we're seeing these teams during the regular season, you know, um, if, if on the off chance, you know, I'm a big believer that the Mariners can get to the world series. If it's not this year, it's not, you know, it certainly could be next year. Um, it's good seeing these teams that we could be facing them. You know, we have, we have a reference point for when we go into the series and be like, okay, 
this is what happened last time we saw, you know, Eddie Diaz or, uh, you know, this is what happened when Logan Gilbert was pitching to Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado back to back. You know, we got a little bit of a frame of reference for if we see these teams further down the road. So, oh, overall, I think this new schedule does benefit us as much as that back half of the schedule is scary. Um, and certainly things can change. Like we're saying all this, we're saying, oh, we're scared. We could get to the all-star break and Texas could be 20 games out of first place and DeGrom and Ivaldi are nursing injuries and their offense, you know, Simeon and, and Seager aren't worth, you know, what they're getting paid. That certainly could happen, you know? So like we're, we're saying all this now in a couple months that could completely change depending on what happens. Baseball season is just a, uh, you know, that's what makes it fun. Anything could happen. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. So much is just going to depend on, yeah, if all these moves like the Angels and the Rangers have made have kind of pan out. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see how it all shakes out. I think um, for me, kind of wrapping up from the schedule part, um, I'm looking at uh, I, I have a couple main ones highlighted, right? I highlighted the one in June. We highlighted the one of the season. And the other, the other one that I really have marked down here heavy is right after the all-star break um, where we have the tigers, the twins and the blue Jays and the twins again um, there. Um, again, going back to like, we really need to take advantage of some of the wins that some of the games that we play against some of these lower end teams. Like we need to really kind of at least take two out of three from the tigers, hopefully make, get, get a sweep there. But um, yeah, you're talking about the twins are a team that's obviously made strides to get forward this off season. Um, and then the blue Jays are, I think perennial, you know, going to be a, one of the top two teams in the AL East and maybe a top team in the AL. So I've kind of highlighted those as big series. Um, mm-hmm. Just the like the last, I mean, they're all big series, but the ones that I think are going to really make or break this team are kind of right after the all-star break. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I kind of go through the schedule and um, I'm looking at, you know, these big series that we're going to have. And I think a positive note when I look at this is like at the end of, um, you know, after the all-star break is that, we play a lot of those games against the Twins and the Blue Jays at T-Mobile. Um, mm-hmm. Ending the season, uh, you know, it's going to be tough, but we're looking at, um, you know, the Angel Series, Dodgers Series, in the end, actually, the true end of the season against the Astros and Rangers. They're all at T-Mobile, right? Um, yep. So as, as challenging as I think it might be, um, and especially that stretch in September, I think we've got, um, a pretty good stretch here of games that are going to be at T-Mobile that are going to give us a really good chance to, you know, give us a really good chance to win these games based on the fact that we're playing uh, playing at home. So um, I think it's a favorable schedule for us. Um, you know, so much is just going to depend on how everything shakes out for other teams. But um, I guess I think some really interesting, I think there's just really interesting series highlighted and, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm interested to see how it all shake out with the NL being you know more prevalent in our uh, scheduling going forward. You know, random thing I just looked at on the schedule while you were talking there, because you brought up that that those four series was it no three series after um, the All Star break. Those are all at home, and that's like almost a two week stretch of us playing at home. One thing I noticed 
is we start the season and end the season at home. So our season finale and our season opener are both at home, which is, I don't remember the last time that's happened. You know, there's been a couple of years where the Mariners have opened up in Japan and then finished the season at home. There's been a couple times recently where we started the season away, finished at home. This is the first time I can remember in a long time where we're opening and closing the season at home, which is nice. I like that. Yeah, I don't have the I don't have the notes on when the last time that happened, but uh Yeah, no, that's a good call out and um I I don't know if that's part of part of that's like trying to highlight the ballpark because it's also going to have the All-Star game this year or what have you. Um mm-hmm. But uh, no, that's a good call. I didn't think about that at all. So um, it's good for Mariner fans. I think those will all be sellouts. So oh yeah, absolutely. You know, should be should be sellouts. Like that Guardians team. Are you going to try to make it to opening day? Um, I haven't. I haven't thought through it yet. Probably not. Maybe maybe I'll try to get to the opening series on Saturday somewhere in there. Probably won't make it actual opening day. But um, I know. And then they go. Well, I guess they're playing in Cleveland. But um. I might, I might think about it maybe try to work something together to get there. But, um, yeah. Uh, what you, you, you mentioned the Pittsburgh series is one that you might, might attend. Is there any other games that you're wanting to go to this season? Cause I know for, for all our listeners out there, Bo does have, uh, season tickets. Um, he does have, it's more so the flex plan. So he gets to pick which games he goes to, but, um, it's always interesting to, see what games you want to go to every season. It's, you know, it's real interesting. You want to go see Pittsburgh. Um, I, you know, I agree with you. That's going to be a fun team to watch, but what, uh, what other teams have you kind of highlighted that you might want to go see play? Sure. So I, I think the, the Dodgers series at the end of the season, um, the one that I have, uh, highlighted that I definitely want to get, um, definitely want to get tickets to and, um, uh, try to get to, I think that'll be a, that'll be a fun series. Um, I know I was dogging the NL and then the first two series that I pick out are games against the NL. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> um, I, uh, I was looking at the schedule and I had, um, I had a couple, let me see. I had the, um, where was it here? Sorry, just give me a second. Yeah, so that Blue Jays series in um, that Blue Jays series that we play after the All Star break, the twenty first, the twenty second, and the twenty third. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Blue Jays are always a popular crowd there in Seattle, just being close proximity to Vancouver. So I've kind of highlighted that one as a, as a definitely a fun one that I think I want to get to. I think every Mariners fan, if you're a Mariners fan and listening right now, I think everyone needs to go to that series because. I swear every time I watch the game from home and it's against Toronto at home, it sounds like a freaking home game to them. You know, with how many fans to pack the stadium shout out to my friend, Ryan Patton. Cause I know one year he went dressed as uh, I think he was Terrence and a buddy of his was Philip from South park. So, you know, shout out Ryan Patton for doing that when Toronto was in town, but you know, for every, every other Mariners fan, like, should go to Toronto series because we need to pack that with, with as many Mariners fans as we can. Very much agreed. Very much agreed. And then, um, 
the other series I do have marked down. I kind of have weekend series just for myself personally, but um, mm-hmm. is the the first time we played the Astros that uh, first weekend in May. Um, that it would be uh, it'll be interesting to see what version of the Astros we're going to get this season. And um, yeah, I mean, we played the Astros well in the the LDS last year, so um yeah, I just uh just I'm I'm just hopeful that we'll be, you know, knocking on the door of being, you know, the one of the perennial teams, or I guess we are one of the perennial teams in the AL West, but um, you know, my hope is that we're chipping away more at the Astros every day and hopefully that series is a good start to that. So um it's kind of the ones I have there. I would say like I I do really like the fact that we don't have to go to Houston as much now. Um Yes. Yeah. If I feel like just games where I just grind my teeth are is when we're playing in Houston, because I just feel like we've done such a terrible job at, in Houston these last, you know, half decade or so of baseball. So I think we only play seven games in Houston this year compared to, I think it was 10 last year. So very, yeah. very happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm just going to call it Enron Field just because. I don't, <laughs> I don't like middle minute Maid park. So anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. I might try to get over and try to catch a game, uh, later in the year. I know, um, you know, we're going to try to get to the all-star game. Um, that's, that's the big thing, you know, you, you brought up that I think they're trying to highlight the ballpark at the start and the end of the season. So, you know, they're doing that because Seattle's got the all-star game again. And that's, uh, that's going to be fun. You know, this whole season's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun one. They've got the Mariners have got the team to, uh, to go a long ways, you know? And so now it's, you know, it comes down to, can we, can we navigate this new schedule accordingly? You know, can we pick up the wins where that are certainly wins, you know, and can we pick up some wins in places where, you know, we're not, we're the underdogs, you know, like it's, it's going to be a fun one. And, you know, I just, as a Mariners fan talking to other Mariners fans out there, you should certainly, certainly try to get a game in, you know, this season. Um, T-Mobile Park is just so rocking. You know, it, it's such, you know, you can watch all the games you want on TV, but like, it's such a different experience going to the ballpark and catching those games and, you know, I, I know personally, you know, I don't know if you get this way, Bo, but like I get the butterflies every time I get close to the stadium, you know, it's not, it's not just watching the game. It's the, it's the sights, the sounds, the smells of that ballpark, you know, the, you know, sixth, seventh inning when it's starting to get dark and you can hear the train going past and the train whistle blow in and, and the jet boat races that happen on the screen and, and, you know, Macklemore, uh, playing the seventh inning stretch, you know, like, like there's just something about T-Mobile park that, um, you know, maybe I'm a little biased, but, uh, it's definitely one of the best parks in the league. It ranks up there in the, in the top three, you know, I've heard a lot of arguments for, uh, San Francisco's ballpark. Um, Obviously, you can make a case for any one of the old bar ballparks, Wrigley, Fenway, Yankee Stadium, stuff like that. But like, you know, T-Mobile is definitely the park to go and visit. And 
And I just strive everyone that's listening, all Mariners fans, go catch a game this season. You know, get over there. It's a lot of fun. And you might catch Bo and I at one of the one or two of these games. Yeah, it's an event, man. It's um, it's uh, it's it's, well, it's the best one I feel like I've been to. I've been to uh, you know handful handful of them so far. So um, it's definitely an event. It's uh, it's beautiful scenery. It's a beautiful place to play baseball. And you know, I'm excited to go to the All Star Game this year. And um, that's going to be a different event than usual with a different crowd and i've been to been to one before and um the the home run derby i feel like is actually the peak of the excitement when it comes to the all-star game festivities so i'm excited to be there for that um i'm interested to be it'll be interested to see who from the mariners side if there i mean i would imagine there'll be a mariner representative in the al home run derby do we want it to be julio after last year's injury i don't really know but that's a topic I, for another time. So, I think we should put in Big Dumper. Like, okay. that is my vote. Um, you know, I don't like anyone ever doing the home run derby, just because I feel like it screws up your swing a little bit more. You know, for the second half of the season. But if I had to pick a representative, because we are in Seattle, Big Dumper gets my vote. So I think the big dumper is on uh, some watch list for, you know, at least all-star picks this year. So very well, uh, very well could happen. I like it. Yep. 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 Well, that's our show for the day. Maybe Bo, you got, you got trivia tonight. No trivia tonight. We're going to no okay. have a schedule and we're going to put together, I think for the trivia going forward. So don't yep. worry in the future. Yes. Yep. Good. Okay. Okay. Um, just to let everyone know, we're shooting this on a Saturday night. Um, our next couple shows, um, I am, I'm heading over to Seattle, actually. So our next couple shows are going to be, uh, you know, where Bo and I are sitting right next to each other, um, you know, doing our show and doing our thing. Um, typically, we do it through an online program. So uh, I'm excited to, to take this next step and try to shoot a podcast when we're in the same room as each other. So, um, you know, definitely should be looking forward to the next couple episodes. Cause we've got, we've got a couple good episodes, you know, some, some jam packed. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call them probably super episodes, but some jam packed episodes, you know, especially with spring training right around the corner and, uh, the world baseball classic kind of getting into to full swing. So, um, you know, definitely, be watching out for us in the next couple weeks. Bo, do you got any other words of wisdom before we get out of here? Um, hmm. I don't think so. I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. That's my words of wisdom today. You know, you're going to hit that pillow and Xander's going to wake you up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Probably. Probably. He's probably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyways, for, for, All our listeners in the Puget Sound, Pacific Northwest, and beyond, thank you for taking the time to listen to another edition of the Forks Down Podcast. For Bo Chisholm, I'm Rick Clark, and we'll see you guys next week.